Hey, Halifax, welcome back to another episode of Halablab. I'm excited to be here today. Just a nice little light dusting of snow happening out there. It's starting to feel a lot like Christmas. And on that note, in December, today and next week, I'm going to be talking to a couple of um, charitable projects, if you will, that uh, speak to the reason for the season. And I wanted to focus on some charities on Halablab this month. So today my guest is Jacob from Kindness 3D, and we're going to introduce him in just a minute. But I want to remind you that uh, if you're watching on Facebook Live, we love to have comments on the show. So if you hear something you like or you have a question for Jacob, just type it away in the comments. If you're catching this on the uh, podcast later, I'd love for you to come join us live on Facebook someday. We record Friday afternoons at 1.30 Atlantic. 1230 Eastern on the Twerk Communications Facebook page. So please do come and join us and let us know if you have suggestions for other companies or really cool projects in Halifax that you think I should be talking to. I'd love to have those suggestions too. We're currently booking for February of 2019. So there's lots of time for people to prepare and get ready to be viewed on camera. All right, so today my guest is uh, Jacob Boudreau. He's a 3D printing enthusiast, and I, I can't wait to even find out exactly what that means, because I think I know, but I'm going to get you to describe it first. Sure. So he's a 3D printing enthusiast and the founder and CEO of Kindness 3D. Kindness 3D is a biotechnology company that is currently using 3D printing technology to create a more elaborate and more affordable prosthetic limb. Kindness 3D started out as a chapter of Enable, which is a nonprofit group that uses 3D printing technology and community support to supply the world with free artificial limbs. Oh, I'm getting choked up just thinking about it. This is so cool. <laughs> Kindness 3D quickly grew and saw a need here in Atlantic Canada for a much more impressive and more elaborate assistive device. To date, this project has had two device deliveries while volunteering through Enable. One device delivered to Sao Paulo, Brazil, and the other to Nocera, Costa Rica. Wow. I cry. Yeah. People know this about me, but this is just, this is just really amazing. So, okay. I have so many questions for you and I'm so excited that you're here to tell us all about this stuff. So yeah, thanks so much for having me. Maybe you should start by explaining to us what is 3D printing? So 3D printing is basically, uh, you know, you're taking you're taking a design file and you're you're making a three dimensional object. So you use that uh, you you can use software on your computer and basically design uh, an object and then you put it through a program called a slicer and the slicer will take this three dimensional object and just cut it up into a bunch of layers. Then you can connect your computer to your printer and your printer will then actually just layer out all of those lines and make a three-dimensional object. Um, so it's, it's, it's basically additive manufacturing and you're just using a bunch of different layers and, and making something solid. Okay, and I know you're printing with plastic, which we're gonna talk yep. about in a minute, but yep. are, what else can people print with? Like it can't all be plastic. 
plastic is 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 uh, like a pretty dominant uh, material okay. for for three D printing, but a lot of um, there's there's a lot of materials that use plastic. Like uh, what's 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 commonly used is it's called PLA, so polylactic acid. Uh, it's a type of plastic. It's usually found in uh, like Tupperware. It's uh, it's food safe, um, but okay. as well like they're they're starting to mix PLA plastic with uh like small like uh, metal shavings uh so now you've got a a metal but it's it, it's kind of like a metal plastic hybrid or you can mix pla with they're mixing it with sawdust now so you can make a a, a 3d object that looks like wood it smells like wood it feels like wood but it's actually a wood plastic hybrid so mm -hmm. 3d printing is kind of like repurposed or reinvented you know traditional woodworking um there's lots of different materials that can be used I've seen some videos online of 3D printed houses. Is that yeah. something that we could actually expect to see? Like, could that be realistic here? Absolutely. Um, yeah, they're, they're starting to 3D print with concrete. And, uh, you, you, know, you know, you're just layering. It's, it's, you, you're, yeah. still, you're still out of the manufacturing. You're still layering. You're just using different materials. You're using much more industrial, uh, you know, uh, machines to be able to do something like that like you couldn't expect that from traditional 3d printer but um you know aaron uh aaron othwhite the the uh phd candidate at uh, dow that we are collaborating with he he does a lot of uh, 3d printing with clay so that's a different uh you know material that's being used so you could literally you know 3d print yourself a mug or 3d print uh like a a bowl or something like that so it's you know we you're looking into doing pottery but now it's being done through 3d printing so it's pretty exciting the possibility like my mind yeah. is gone with possibilities you could do just about anything yeah i love it I, I think it's an it's an awesome awesome uh you know hobby for sure yeah yeah um and of course you know we've heard the stories about the u.s with the 3d printing of guns do you think that's something that's actually going to happen here uh, I'd like to think not. Um, yeah. I think I think big sites like Thingiverse, uh, that's where we get a lot of our design files, need to do a better job of policing um, that kind of stuff. Uh, the thing is, is when you put this kind of power in people's hands, this kind of tech, uh, you're always going to see the best of both worlds. So you'll see a project like ours that's delivering free artificial limbs around the world, and yeah. then you're going to see people that are manufacturing weapons. Uh, and unfortunately, that's the opposite ends of the spectrum. But I think if Thingiverse and major groups like that do do better job, uh, do a better job policing that kind of uh, that kind of conduct or that kind of play, then, then you know you can you can you can do a much better job of keeping three uh, D printed weapons out of people's hands. Yeah, it really is a Spider Man moment. With great responsibility or with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> Absolutely, and you know somebody will always find a way to yeah, push the limit. Yeah push the limits and push the envelope so yeah but I just when I first heard about the idea of 3d printing guns I thought oh my like who thinks of this but yeah yes the same they're very they're, they're very things. elaborate uh, but it can it can be done absolutely yeah. it can be done what's the coolest thing you've ever seen personally 3d printed other than these arms and limbs um, I like, I like the, uh, bioprinting. So that's using, um, like they're basically using tissue and using cells and they're actually making like tissue. So I've seen people like actually fabricate like an ear, like an, uh, or like a nose. That's one thing mm -hmm. that, uh, again, it's that, that process has not been perfected yet to, to my knowledge. I know there's a lot of universities doing research and stuff like that on it. Um, but it's something we can definitely expect in the future. 
mm-hmm. um, you know, people will be able to actually 3D print with tissue. Um, so that that stuff is is really exciting as well. I love I love people making houses. So it's like you know you yeah. can go to uh, developing countries and be able to manufacture homes for for much much less. Uh, that 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 kind of application is really exciting for me. Mm. Yeah, I've seen videos of the three D printed ears. I think it was yeah, synthetic ears, which help they they do help people to hear properly. And anyway, so that stuff's really cool. How did you get into three D printing? So I work for a logistics uh, firm. That's kind of like my day job. And uh, I was kind of at work one day and uh, we we were actually moving. uh, So like with logistics, we move a lot of products around. We import stuff into Halifax. We export to Norway, to Sweden, to all over the world. And uh, we were actually moving some 3D printers around and I kind of just like took it upon myself to do some research. And then that's how I stumbled upon uh, Enable, which is a, a group in the U.S. that creates open source designs for artificial limbs and mm-hmm. connects with uh, willing recipients around the world uh, that are interested. And uh, that's how we can, uh, that's, that's how I ended up getting connected into that community and uh, using 3D printing application for, for good. Uh, and, um, and yeah, so, so far we've had two successful, uh, device deliveries, one, uh, to Sao Paulo, Brazil, to a lady named Kelly and the other to a little girl in Costa Rica that got, I think that was delivered in July, early mm-hmm. July. Um, and yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, I think it's, that was the first one I saw. I think I saw that on the news probably was hers blue. It was a really pretty blue one. It was blue. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So she wanted something that was like mer- uh, mermaid themed. Oh. Um, so our sponsors at filaments.ca sent us a very nice uh, blue filament uh, that worked out really, really well. We were really happy with the way it, uh, it turned out. And, um, you know, we're, we're eventually going to look into sending her another one because she's only, she's only young. So she's only like, right. uh, I think she's six or seven. Uh, so she's going to grow out of that device. Um, so we're looking at, you know, I think with our next delivery, we'll probably fabricate uh, four or five more hand styles, all de- like all sizing up. So right. we can outfit her for the next, you know, five to 10 years, you know, if, if we do do it correctly and we can manufacture very, very uh, cheaply. So, you know, we can make a, a hand like that for less than a hundred dollars. Uh, so it's wow. just, uh, yeah. Yeah. So we, so, and we do, so go ahead. Sorry. You no, know, I was just going to ask what capability does that hand that you sent her have? Um, you know, she can pick up some, some, some small items and stuff like that with it. Uh, she okay. sent us a, uh, a video of herself writing. Uh, both both uh, recipients have sent us videos of themselves writing uh, with their devices. Um, as well, uh, she sent us a, a picture of herself driving a bike, uh, the little girl in Costa Rica, so she can actually put both hands on the handlebars now. Um, she was born with a partial palm with no fingers. Um, okay. So it, it, it made it, uh, it, it makes it very difficult for her to, um, to do uh, some everyday activities. So, you know, it, it's nice to think that a, a device that was produced for less than a hundred dollars can have that kind of effect. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. That, that's amazing. First of all, that it's under a hundred dollars to produce. Right. And. Oh. Yeah. It's four times as much to there ship. It. <laughs> the thought of this little girl being able to ride her bike now, because you've done yeah. this with. Recycled Absolutely. plastics and things. Wow, that's that's pretty powerful. Yeah, yeah and uh, so our third delivery is going to a little girl in California, and uh, that should be delivered right before Christmas. So oh. we're excited about that. Yeah, so it's a little girl. Uh, she was uh, same situation. Uh, she was born, uh, I believe the he's called symbiobrachydactyl. So it's um, born with mm-hmm. again partial palm, uh, no fingers on her left hand. Um, so she's going to get a full, actually a full arm device. 
um, that's going to go to her in California just before Christmas. So we're excited to have that, uh, that delivery. And yeah. so does she know it's coming? Is she like, was she part of the discussion over how to build it or? Uh, we, we mostly discuss with her mom. Uh, she's quite okay. young. I think she's like four or five. So oh. I, I, I discussed with her, uh, with her mom, what she would like. Uh, we chose colors that she was a, a fan of. Uh, so we made it in green and pink. And again, we were donated filament from uh, our sponsors. Uh, so it's uh, it's very cheap for us to be able to produce and do things like this. Uh, what kills us a lot of time is the shipping. So the shipping is like three or four times as expensive as the production cost. Um, really? So we're, yeah. So we're working on uh, hopefully one day, uh, I'd love to be able to partner with uh, some major courier companies like FedEx or DHL or Purelater to to do some charitable work like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why why does it cost so much to ship it? Um, you know, especially when you're going international. So when mm-hmm. you're going to uh, an area like Costa Rica, um, I typically we like through through my our, like through my work, I can get uh, access to some pretty good rates uh, for shipping. Um, but we we usually send it two days. So it's like international. It's called international priority service sure. uh, with mm-hmm. FedEx. Um, but it's like when you're, when you're importing goods into a country like Costa Rica, there's always duties and taxes that need to be paid on those goods. And I could never, I could never send something to a developing country and then expect the recipient to then have to be stung with the bill of duties and taxes. So we, we take care of the duties and taxes as well. So those can, those can add up quite, quite quickly. Um, but you know, uh, we, we always do some fundraising and stuff like that. And that helps with those, those added costs. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so far so good. It's been, it's been really good. So I can't imagine that if you were to approach FedEx or Purelater or somebody that they would be able to turn this down, ah. <laughs> they wouldn't be able to turn this down or WestJet. Gosh, WestJet's doing all these advent calendar things right now. I- yeah. Surely somebody out there listening wants to help you with the shipping costs for these. Yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to think so. And it's, uh, it's something we, we definitely want to continue doing. So uh, the charitable aspect will always be a part of, of what we do. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we've had such a great uh, response from our, our devices that uh, we've attracted a lot of interest from amputees here um, if, from all over the country uh, that mm-hmm. want that want something that can't be traditionally made because what we do is not traditional prosthetics. It's no. very far from, um, but our devices have a lot of function and we can make very, very complex, elaborate designs, crazy colors. And it's just like what we do with that is we, we are empowering people as well as giving them, uh, you know, a really, really nice uh, prosthetic. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so Sherry's watching here on the Facebook Live and she's got a great question. How do people sure. in other countries find out about this and how how do they get connected? Like, how do they find out and how do they apply? Yeah. Do they have to apply or are they just found? Yeah, so uh, they they have to apply through the eNable network. Um, so mm-hmm. that's all done through eNable. So eNable has got a platform called the Web Central. So a person can actually go on the Web Central and, and uh, like uh, create a case. So with that case, they would have like, oh, my daughter is four or five years old. She's looking for a device that's got, that's red and green. She's looking for this style. Here's her measurements. Here's her photos. Here's everything. And then builders like ourselves, we can bid on those jobs, or we can actually uh-huh. like try and try and go on that on that case. And then the recipient ultimately decides who they want to work with. Oh, so cool. we've been quite we've been quite lucky. So like the last two recipients have chosen us to to build for them. 
Uh, and yeah, and that's that's basically how it happens. From from Enable, we usually move the conversation to Facebook or through email, and then we can go back and forth a million times. To, and so, uh, out of maybe you don't know this number, but how many people are on that waiting list waiting for prosthetics? Do you have any idea? We've got right now. We've got much more builders than we do recipients, which is a good okay. place to be. Uh, that was the last time I checked. Uh, but at one point, we had a lot of recipients that were looking. Um, but Enable has grown so much within the last like year. I've only been volunteering with a year, and the growth that we've had in that time has just been astronomical, to say mm -hmm. the least. So um, yeah. there's been a ton of volunteers. Take a uh, drop his phone for anybody that's listening. I'm going to grab some information off of his Facebook page that I want to share with you because one of the cool things about uh, Kindness 3D is that they use recycled plastic to build these uh, prosthetic hands and limbs. And um, the reason I really found out about this was because they were all over the news when marijuana was legalized because they were going in and asking people to bring their pot lids to be recycled because it wasn't something you, we can't throw pot lids and we can't throw um, pop bottle ca caps in the recycling bins, in the blue bags. I don't know why we can't do that. They look like plain old plastic to me, but these are some of the things that we can't recycle here. And so he, they had a campaign right around the time uh, marijuana was legalized to get people to bring in their pot lids. And they also were asking for pop bottle things. So I've started a bag in my recycling area where instead of throwing out all the pop bottle lids, we're throwing those into another bag that we can go and drop off to Kindness 3D to recycle because the more we can recycle, the better, right? So I wanted to mention to people that in Halifax, there are actually several places that you can go to drop off your collection of recyclable plastic. And hopefully Jacob will get back in and be able to tell us uh, what types of plastics they can and can't work with. But I wanted to mention that right now you can drop things off at the Flotation Center. Hey to Lindsay. Uh, Good Robot Brewing, The Tear Shop, The Atomic Cafe, Backstage Printing, Steinhardt Distillery, 902 Brewing, and uh, Mary Jane's Smoke Shop, and La Golette a Pepe. So you can actually find all that information on their Facebook page, which is Kindness 3D. And they're always listing um, the kind of stuff that they're doing and big donations that they're getting. So you can see examples of that. And they also take donations, as you heard him mention. Um, there are some donations there that uh, you can make to help them out. So Sherry's asking what a pot lid is. The pot lid is the top of the container that your pot comes in. Uh, they, the government of Canada has grossly overpackaged our marijuana, apparently. This is not something I know from experience, but from watching the news uh, reports about the whole thing, uh, there's a lot of packaging involved in the marijuana that you get from the government here. And um, in particular, these lids, they can't be recycled because we can't put plastic lids in the blue bins. So that was what started this. So it's, it's, the, it's part of the packaging that your marijuana comes in, Sherry. Um, you can see pictures on their Facebook page of what these things look like.
enablingthefuture.org is uh, one of the websites we have for them, the Enable community. So that's where you go to find out about all these prosthetic limbs and who's getting them. And they've got some great pictures and videos there of the types of uh, hands that they're building. So they're really cool. And the kids that are getting them are all smiling, of course. Let me just read this. In 2011, Ivan Owen created a crazy metal functional puppet hand to wear to our first ever steampunk convention. When we returned home from our adventure, he decided to post a short video of it on YouTube. Little did we know that one simple video clip would change our lives and thousands of others forever. A simple YouTube video of the hand led to an email from a carpenter named Richard in South Africa who had lost his fingers in a woodworking accident and a collaboration across 10,000 miles to create a replacement finger for him that lasted nearly a year. They worked through various prototypes and designs via Skype and email using objects they could both find around their homes and respective countries. This ultimately led to a mother of a five-year-old boy contacting them to see about the creation of a tiny version of this hand for a little boy named Liam who lives in South Africa and who was born with no fingers on his right hand. Ivan started researching prosthetic devices and stumbled upon the story of Corporal Cole's hand. It was created in the early 1800s by an Australian dentist named Dr. Robert Norman, who constructed it from whalebone, cables, and pulleys. This one hand, created over 100 years prior, inspired the design of what is now the building block for every Enable community 3D printed hand. And there's a picture of it there. So the fingers are uh, connected to the hand by some pulleys and some wires. And that is just so cool. Definitely check out their Facebook page and start collecting all of your plastic lids so that you can drop them off at one of those locations listed on their Facebook page. Follow them on Facebook and on Twitter and Instagram to see the stories of the hands that they're making. And if you're still looking for a place to make your Christmas donations, I highly recommend um, that you consider donating to them to help maybe with those shipping costs. And if anybody here is watching from FedEx or Purelater or WestJet and wants to help them with that shipping, I think that would be awesome too. So I'm going to uh, stop the show there, unfortunately. I really wish we could have heard more from Jacob today, but the technology is just not cooperating with us. Um, if you are interested in being featured on Hallablab, if you've got a really cool project that you're working on locally, or you uh, know of a business that we should be talking to, do let us know. You can find me, Anita Kirkbride, um, pretty much anywhere on social media. And uh, you can always send me an email to info at twerp.ca, and that's T-W-I-R-P. Next week, I'm going to be talking to Joanne Bernard from Easter Seals, Nova Scotia, about their programs and their charities. And then we're going to take a couple of weeks off to celebrate the holidays. So I'll see you guys next week. Stay social, Halifax.